If you asked a bunch of people what their favourite superpower would be, you're bound to get some invisibility answers back. Science fiction is full of it. People who can make themselves go invisible or wear clothes that make them invisible. But can we actually do it in the real world? Welcome to Drunken Science. This is your host English Gav and with me as always is... I could swear Irish Gav was here a few seconds ago. When you tell me it started? I thought... Anyway. Back to the subject. How do we make things invisible? How do we make things invisible? Well, Gav, there's a few different methods for creating invisibility. And one of them we're looking at first will be an invisible cloak of sorts. The it's principal... Sort of Harry Potter. Yes, but nowhere near as good as that. And I haven't seen it. Carry on. Neither have I, but <laughs> I, I imagine the one used in Harry Potter is actually quite good. But the principle behind uh, this uh, concept, which was developed by scientists at the University of Tokyo, is basically to film what's happening behind you and then project the scene onto the front of your clock. So in order for this to work, uh, we need to take advantage of augmented reality technology which also comes with quite severe limitations. Not only do you have to don a reflective coke, coke? cloak, <laughs> but the observer has to be standing in a certain position also. So it's not that great. So if you're not familiar with augmented reality, it's basically an overlay of digital information on what you're looking at, usually requiring looking through a display of sorts. Google Glass does this, as well as many other apps on smartphones. For the invisibility cloak to work, we'll be using a special half-silvered mirror called a combiner, instead of the glasses. Or... Well, I'll get back to that later. The cloak needs to be coated with retro-reflective material, which is basically thousands of small beads. Bees? No. It's, it would be awesome if it was a coat of bees. A coat of many bees. Yes. Sounds, like, sounds like something Andrew Lloyd Webber would write. Yes, but when light hits one of the bees... Bees? What, yes, when it hits the bees, the bees fly at you and say, <laughs> Stop hitting me. I hope. That would be fun. Be better than invisibility. Mm. If anyone asks me what my superpower would be, I want that cloak of bees. <laughs> no, that would be quite awesome. <laughs> of course it would. Any, if anybody looks at your cloak, bees attack you. Attack <laughs> me. <laughs> Stop looking at my cloak. It really hurts. That's that's quite a design flaw. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really should stop wearing this cloak of bees. Especially in daylight. <laughs> it's not and, bad at night. And at rush hour. <laughs> but yes, the, the main property of these beads... Uh, when light hit, hits it, it is reflected back in the exact same direction, which is what makes it uh, so reflective, and it's used in things like road signs and workwear and things like that. So after you've uh, done this uh, this clock, you you film what's happening behind you, and then using computer software, you transform the image slightly to account for the altered perspective. This image is then sent to the combiner, the half-silvered mirror, 
which reflects it towards the cloak and then bounces it back through the combiner which is also half glass so you can see through it as well back to the person that's looking at it the person in the cloak is now appeared to be overlaid with a perfect image of what's behind him so he becomes invisible of sorts he merged with the background cool which isn't really uh, as I say it's not all that useful because uh, you have to be looking at um, through the glass thing so if you're a spy you have to get the other spy to look at you through this yes. thing yes so what about making things invisible from all angles oh well that reminds me there, there's a man outside waiting to see you tell him I can't see him now I will hey oh it's gone so let's get a bit smaller now so there's a joke here yes uh, do you know how we see things yes if you so say can, so with we, your so eyes so we can skip that bit <laughs> <laughs> the, the basic principle is photons of light originate from a source they hit an object and they're reflected off it it then hits our eyes and we see the object that it was reflected off what we need is a way to make the object not reflect the light so that it goes around it instead we can do this in a similar way to how we see mirages on roads. You know, when you see like puddles of water in the distance and you can see the car's reflection as it goes over it. Yes, and then it turns out that there's an ice cream truck but it's not really there. Or is that just Looney Tunes cartoons? That's just Looney Tunes cartoons. But you'll see like pools of water in the middle of the desert and things right. that are not really there. So, but it's all based on that same principle. Because uh, in that situation, you're, not only are you seeing the light that's reflected directly from the car, you're also seeing light from the car that's directed towards the road. But because of the sharp increase of temperature near the road, the light is bent upwards and back into your eyes. So you right. see two images. Back into your face. Yes. So using this uh, photothermal deflection technique, researchers at Texas uh, have used carbon nanotubes, which, if you don't know what they are, are extremely thin sheets of carbon that are rolled up into tubes. They're so thin that they're only one molecule thick, but incredibly strong. They're also great conductors of heat. Suspended in a petri dish of water, when these tubes are heated, light is bent around them, effectively making anything behind them invisible. Which is great for hiding tiny things in water behind a wall of nanotubes. Not so great if you move behind the carbon nanotubes. But it's a start. So either you have to hide behind a combiner or carbon nanotubes. Yes. What happens if you make... A, a combiner made of carbon nanotubes. Does that make the person doubly invisible? No. It will destroy the world. <laughs> cool. Disclaimer, it may not destroy the world. On a similar track, but uh, this time we'll look at a cloaking device using metamaterials that you put around an object to make it invisible from all angles. So we get in there. As you know, light travels in waves, 
and light waves are only a small part of the electromagnetic spectrum. The aim here is to divert all approaching waves around the object so that it doesn't interact with it at all, thus rendering it invisible. Thusly. A metamaterial is a material whose structure is smaller than the wavelength of the light that's hitting it. Instead of the waves being refracted normally, or positively, as you'd expect, it's refracted back at an angle similar to what it came from. Negative refraction. In 2006, uh, Dave Smith from Duke University created a metamaterial capable of diverting microwaves around an object. It was made of concentric rings containing electric microwave distorters and when activated, steered certain frequency of microwaves around the object, rendering it invisible. Though only from that frequency of microwaves. Yes, we don't see microwaves, but the concept is similar and can be adapted for other frequencies of light. If you had chicken, yes, and put it, put it in that suit and put it in a microwave, would it be fine? It would cook, but you would not see it being cooked, so you wouldn't know when it's done. <laughs> not even when it dings. Well, the timer might give it away, no. but that's all you'd have to realise. <laughs> Plus, I'm thinking the metal might blow the microwave up, unless you've got one of the newfangled microwaves that can microwave metal. I do. Excellent. So anyway, in 2007, scientists... In 2007, scientists uh, did just this and adapted it for uh, light, the visible spectrum of light, rendering objects invisible to visible light. <laughs> yes. In 2007, scientists did just this, rendering objects vi invisible to visible light. Sadly, these cloaks only worked on two-dimensional planes, so it's great for hiding things on the ground from all directions, but not from above. Also, it was only for the red part of the spectrum, which consequently made it more visible in other parts of the spectrum, namely blue. <laughs> but, small steps. Anyway, these are called passive cloaks, and they generally only operate at one frequency. Recently, scientists in Texas are now developing active cloaks that are externally powered to cover a range of frequencies, which could render objects invisible at all visible light frequencies. The downside is that the size of the object you can cloak scales with the frequency of the light wave, and at visible light frequencies you can only cloak small objects in this fashion. But if you're going down to microwaves you can cloak larger things. Meanwhile, in China, using more readily available materials, they've developed a prism-like setup of metamaterials that deflects light around a central area and back out in the direction it came from, which renders anything in the middle of it invisible. They demonstrated this in a live audience with uh, fish and cats and things placed inside the middle. Can't see them. But then when they reappeared, they couldn't see them either. Because the cat eating the fish and run off. <laughs> Possibly, who knows? There might have been a chicken there <laughs> in a microwave, and we never in microwave lost suit. It. <laughs> and there might have been a cloak of bees for all we know. <laughs> Just 
don't look at me. <laughs> so this is all real, relatively new research, so hopefully there's some exciting developments in the coming years. Speaking of new research, in November last year, a team of researchers in the National University of Singapore developed a new method of making things invisible by using what they call anti-focus. Does that involve sticking your fingers in people's eyes so they can't see? Why help it does. <laughs> team researchers run around and just blind everybody. <laughs> ah, you can't see me. <laughs> I'm invisible. <laughs> ah, stupid bees. <laughs> yeah, in normal imaging equipment, light is focused in a pattern called the point spread function. There is a central spike of high intensity surrounded by a concentric ring of low intensity before going into a high intensity lobe beyond it. Recent what does that mean? Where, where it's high, that means it's really sharp focus on the image. Mm-hmm. And as it gets further from the centre of the image, the focus decreases. And then there's a point where the focus gets a bit higher again and then decreases but in recent optic developments uh, they've gained better and better resolution by suppressing the the outer lobe spike and intensifying the central spike so there's better focus in the middle and it flattens out the rest of the focus area what does Drusilla think of this? I have no idea I've not asked if you're not I have no idea what Spike thinks of it either. But Spike. By doing this, it allows them to see objects that are actually smaller than the wavelength of light they're using to look at it. And this is called super resolution. Right, so this is, this is like the opposite of invisibility. Mm. And uh, this team of researchers have taken the exact opposite approach of this and suppressing the central spike and enhancing the outer lobes gives you a central area with zero resolution, hence the name, anti-resolution. And anything that you look at with in this area of zero resolution is uh, essentially invisible, you can't see it. What it does, it effectively creates a 3D capsule of high-intensity light surrounding complete darkness. Any object within a central region of darkness will not scatter light, therefore is invisible. This essentially means they have an invisible ray on their hands. This is only the first step into the research in this area, and it works better than most other methods of visible invisibility at the minute. So pre-order your invisible ray guns now. I won't. I would, but I can't find my mind. Did you use it on it? No, I just don't have it. Is it in the microwave? But it was the chickens taking it, yeah. yeah. Thieving chickens. Did the cat steal it with the chicken? Oh, so how do you know when they'll turn up? The invisible ray? Ah, the rays themselves not invisible. Oh, they're not invisible? Oh, the guns is not invisible. But the rays that they shoot is. How do you know the uh, gun's not invisible? It could be. It could, it could, come, be, it could come in the microwave. It could be all <laughs> That's, that's, that's some specific porn right there. <laughs> Come in the microwave. <laughs> that's some hot action. Literally. Uh, Soapy twist. Soapy twist. 